It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. This is the Locked On Bengals podcast on a Monday. I'm James Rapine. Great to have you in. A lot to get to between now and the end of the show on Twitter at James Rapine at Locked On Bengals. You can subscribe on iTunes, the iHeartRadio app, Google Play, wherever you get your podcast, Stitcher, TuneIn, and LockedOnBengals.com, where right now I wrote about a Browns wide receiver. Oh boy, oh boy, I did. And why I want the Bengals to write the what well, I won't say the wrong because two years ago they got it right with William Jackson, but they wanted Corey Coleman two years ago. I know that they can potentially get Corey Coleman now, which is something I think they should consider doing. I wrote about it at LockedOnBengals.com. We're gonna get Solomon Tetman on this week to discuss. The draft. That'll be the draft thing. I assume when we have Joe Goodberry on, we'll, we're going to do heavy, heavy free agency. Hopefully. Good God. Hopefully. That's what we're talking about. Because if we're not talking about free agency this week, and if you're not aware of this, at noon, the legal tampering period begins. So teams can't sign free agents until the, the 14th when the new league year starts. But they can agree to terms, they can talk and negotiate and do all that stuff. So right now, Tyler Eifert's probably on the phone, as is a lot of free agents not named Russell Bodie. But the Bengals probably going to resign him. No, I don't know that for sure. Here's what I do know. In life, anything worth doing, and this sounds like, but like most things worth doing, falling in love, buying a house, buying a car, like even if you've ever bought a car, and like financed it, it takes, or, or bought a new car. How long does it take paperwork-wise? That doesn't count all the hard work it took to get the money to pay for the car. But paperwork-wise, you could be at the dealership for hours dealing with that stuff. Anything you do in life that's worth it usually takes time. It usually is hard. Usually it's something tough to do. If you've ran a marathon, if you've lost 50 pounds, if you've went on a diet, the, the, I went on the Whole30 diet to, from, when was it? It was... It was through the freaking Super Bowl, which was ridiculous because I had to watch my guy Tom Brady lose and I had to eat nothing and drink nothing. No, I you could eat. But anyways, went, the, went on the whole 30 diet from like January 10th through February 10th. It was 30 days. And there's a whole bunch of stuff you can't eat, you can't cook with, you got to change your lifestyle. That was a challenge for me. But at the end of it, I was like, wow, that was really cool. And I think I'm going to do it again. And... It takes a lot of effort, a lot of meal prep, a lot of planning, a lot of, oh, this is where I'm going to eat this. I'm going to make sure I eat my, you know, two pounds of grapes a week because I, I, I just consumed crazy amounts of fruit uh, in anything in life that's worth it is a challenge usually. Usually it's hard. Usually it's not easy. In this business, I, before I, and not that I've made it to, to any length or anything like that. But for a year plus, I was an intern for free on a morning show where I had to wake up at 5 a.m. Monday through Friday, 5 a.m. to be at this station. That's what I had to do. And then ultimately it led to a paid part-time gig. And now I'm full-time and now I'm on air. And it's just one thing after another. But anything 
like in life that you really, really want to accomplish, it's a challenge. I don't have kids. I imagine kids are a giant challenge. I, I do. I imagine they're a giant challenge. But at the end, you'd probably say, oh, well, it was worth it. It was worth waking up and, and the diaper thing and, and going to daycare and doing all that stuff. And here's the narrative I don't want to happen. And I, I'm going to be um, – I'm going to poke holes in it. I'm going to destroy it every which way I can. And I, I'm sick of it because you've heard – if you're familiar with this podcast, you've heard me ask – and I asked Marvin Lewis in his press conference when he was introduced um, – introduced, right, after 15 years. Uh, it, it was – it was a press conference of, yeah, I'm back for two more years. And I said, Marvin, does that mean you're going to be more active in free agency? Because they, he said they needed to change some things. And he said, yeah, potentially. And he said that's something the team needs to look at. And since then, I've been very leery of the Bengals. And I wrote a letter, an open letter to Marvin Lewis. Dear Marvin, I see better than I hear. I need you to I need to see you do something in free agency. See you upgrade this offensive line in free agency. See you making the necessary moves, trades. They have 11 draft picks. They better not have 11 draft picks when the draft starts. I'm serious. Corey Coleman, give up a mid-round pick for him. Cordy Glenn, see if he's available, which reports are you is. Jawan James, he's a right tackle. Trade for both of them. Trade for Jawan James and Cordy Glenn. Would anyone be mad if they traded for proven left and right tackles with Mid-round picks. Oh, the salary. Screw the salary. They, they're well under the salary cap. And the reason I say that is because right now I saw Jim Osarski, Cincinnati.com. And this isn't Jim's fault. It's his job to report the news, report what he's getting. And, and he said this. And he tweeted out a couple times. And I'm just not going to stand for this because this is a loser's mentality. This is, um, this is one of those things where I was like, well, that's hard. I'm not going to do that. It's hard to do that, so I'm not going to do it. And that's not my mentality. I hope the hell it's not your mentality with anything in your life. And I damn sure don't want it to be the Bengals' mentality. Just because something is hard does not mean that it's not worth doing. Usually, the things worth doing are hard, are challenging, do push you, do prod you, do get you to a level that you didn't think you could get to. And when I read Jim Osarski's uh, he, he posted a story here, and um, I didn't read the story. I'm not going to lie, but he tweeted this. No one should be surprised by this. And he he subtweeted Jesse Palmer, who said, there were 492 players who changed teams via free agency between Super Bowl 51 and the start of the 2017 season. Nine of them made the Pro Bowl. That's 1.8%. And naturally, naturally, you knew it was coming. Jim said, no one should be surprised by this. Guys are free agents for a reason, usually. Of the 19 Bengals to reach free agency, only to be re-signed by the club, four have made a Pro Bowl. Zero of the top 32 unrestricted free agents they've signed since 11 have done that. He went on and said, the argument is sign better free agencies. Yep, but the tweet from Jesse Palmer shows just how difficult it actually is. Nine of 492 in one year is a very small number. I imagine it's the same or lower if you add them up all since 11. Uh-oh, free agency's hard, so what, there are not many pro bowlers. Uh, what? What? What the hell does the pro bowl have to do with it now? Now it's the pro bowl. Uh, it's an excuse after excuse after excuse. Look, here's the thing. Here's what I want the Bengals to do. I don't need a pro bowl left tackle. I need a good one. The Bengals don't need pro bowlers. 
I, I mean, sure, could they use Pro Bowlers? Yeah, but do they need Pro Bowlers? No, the Pro Bowlers are a joke anyways. What they need is offensive line. What they need is someone better than Brandon LaFell to be their number, uh, number two wide receiver, which could be John Ross. Maybe. We'll see. But that stat is the silliest thing I've ever seen. It's insane. And, and I got one for you. The Philadelphia Eagles. How great does that roster look, right? 10 out of their 22 Super Bowl starters were free agents. 10 of them. The Patriots, more active than ever in free agency. They'll trade. And that, to me, is the difference here. If you're the Bengals, shut up. Stop saying how hard it is to operate in free agency and realize that it's 2018 and there isn't a team. Mark my words here. If you do not have an elite quarterback and no one can debate that Andy is not elite, he's not. If you do not have one of those top-tier quarterbacks, you're never going to win a Super Bowl if you don't participate in free agency. And by participating, I mean get markedly better, seriously upgrade with outside free agents because the draft is such a crapshoot these days that you're going to have off years. I don't rip the Bengals for their draft misses. 15 was dreadful. Abuehi, Fisher, fine. I get what they were doing, though. They wanted to fortify that line. I get it. You got it wrong. So now right the wrong by using free agency. And I talked, and I know it, the Bengals are going to say, well, there's not many out there. And that is true. But that also means that a guy like Cameron Fleming from New England, that's a guy I would go get. I think he might be able to play left tackle along with right tackle. I think he'd be in the, the market for a 6 to $8 million per year deal. That's a guy you go get. He's 25 years old. That's the guy. You want trade options? Fine. Cordy Glenn. Jawan James. You have to be active if you're going to be great. No one said it was easy to get it right in free agency. No one. I'm not saying it's easy. Honestly, I'm making it sound easier than it is when I'm throwing out these names. But certainly, fit matters, money matters, contracts matter. Get it right. You, because being inactive, being scared of free agency because, oh, we got it wrong in 08 with Antonio Bryant. Like that, that seriously, that shaped when they went after Lavernius Coles, if you've been a Bengals fan for uh, you know the past decade, they they went after Lavernius Coles to sign uh, to replace T.J. Hirschmanzaga. They signed him, didn't work out. Then they went after Antonio Bryant, bad knees. Marvin practiced him too soon, never worked out. Then they got Terrell Owens' team blew up, and they went four and twelve. Then they got it right in the draft with Andy Dalton. They got it right in the draft with AJ Green, and then. Oh, we just need to draft and ignore free agency. That's not true, Mike. That's not true, Bengals. Don't buy that narrative. Now more than ever, free agency is a tool, an asset, something teams use to get better. Trades, a tool, a, an asset, something teams use to improve their team. The San Francisco 49ers have done great things over the past year with what they've had. Did they only win five games last year? Sure. Would I bet that as of right now, they're going to make more moves to improve their team than the Bengals? Absolutely. That's the difference. Heck, the Eagles, I wouldn't be shocked. And they're in like cap hell right now with all the stuff they've done. Not really hell, but they've got some decisions to make. I bet you that they make more free agent transactions than the Bengals. And I'm not going to buy this narrative. I'm letting you know now.
that every single day, and I said this when Marvin, uh, when Marvin said that to me, I, I think I came on this podcast and said, I, I'm not going to go down easy. I'm going to point out every time they're inactive that they need to be more active. It starts today. It starts today. I promise you. I'm not going to be the one that, like, yeah, free agency's hard. Give you a pass. At least you signed uh, Baker Baker the touchdown faker or the bread maker or the whatever. What's the guy's name? Chris Baker. And I, if you heard the podcast yesterday, and, and sorry we had a delay on Friday's podcast. There was technical issues. But Joe Goodberry wasn't a – it was a kind of a fan of that signing. That's fine. That can't be your only signing. That can't be the big guy you get. Brandon LaFell has been their best offseason acquisition in free agency in a long time. And the only reason they were interested is because he was cut. Brandon LaFell, an average wideout. No NFL team, zero, gets excited about adding Brandon LaFell. None. And he's fine. I like Brandon. I think he's a good guy. But he's just all right. He's just all right. It's like having an, an average You don't get excited usually for an average meal unless you're really starving. The Bengals, they're trying to get to that next level. I'm starving for that next level. I hope they are too because the only way they're going to get there is if they're more active in free agency. Man, I've ranted for a while. I'm James Rapine. This is the Locked on Bengals podcast. On the other side, I'm going to tell you why I'm jealous of the Cleveland Browns. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. This is the Locked on Bengals podcast. I'm jealous. I'm jealous of the Cleveland Browns. Like, I get it. They're 0-16, but here's what they got. A bunch of cap space, a bunch of picks, and nothing but nowhere to go but up. I'm jealous because they're going to be able to make moves. I'm jealous because I'm not sure if my team is going to. <laughs> like, that sucks. Like, I love the draft. I do. But they're not in position. The Bengals need to improve their team via trade and free agency as much as they do the draft. I'm not saying trade all your picks away. I'm saying that quality players, time and time again, can be had for fourth-round picks, fifth-round picks, sixth-round picks. If I told you the Bengals gave up, let's just say, a third-round pick for Jawan James, who's a right tackle from Miami, who got his fifth-year up option picked up he's entering his fifth year in the league drafted in the first round in 2014 has played very well got injured last year and a guy slid into Miami on a rookie deal and played well in James's absence and the Dolphins because of their salary cap might decide to trade or release James not because he's a bad player because he got injured part of last year he's due like nine million this year that's a guy and again it's it's because he's in his fifth year option when you make a lot of money that's a guy I go get if I'm the Bengals. I'm calling the bills about Cordy Glenn. Because if I could give up, let's say you could give up, and I've talked to a couple people in the industry who think that Cordy Glenn could be had for like a fourth and a sixth. Like a fourth-round pick and a sixth-round pick. He's had some injury issues, but a really good left tackle when he's in, in playing in healthy. So to me, what I would do is I would call up Buffalo and say, I will give you a fourth and a sixth for Glenn. I would call Miami and say, is a fifth going to do it? Then I would move it up a little bit. What about a fifth and a seventh? See what, what it takes to get him. And then 
all of a sudden, let's just say this. If the Bengals didn't have picks in the third round, they only had one pick left in the third because they have two this year. Let's just let's go all out and say this. No third round picks. They give up both third round picks in a fifth. Right? So the only pick they have on day two of the draft is in the second round. If they did that and had an answer at right tackle, an answer at left tackle, would you be on board? Because then that opens up, you could do anything with the 12th pick. You could potentially trade back and get whatever you want. I mean, you could get a center. You could trade back and, and see what's there. You could It would free you up to take a linebacker. It would free you up to take the guy that I think they might consider, the, the kid from Florida State. So the, the safety, I, it's just to me, they have so many different options if they do that. But you have to be active. And the Browns, they're active. And apparently they're in on Allen Robinson. Can you imagine an offense? And that's why I think maybe they would give up on Corey Coleman after the, the past couple years. New regime in there. He had a huge couple drops over the past year. Had some injury issues. Broke his hand a couple times. It's a guy the Bengals really, really, really liked and would have drafted instead of William Jackson if he was there. William certainly worked out. What if you could get him for a fourth-round pick? To me, it's about quality. I don't need the Bengals to add 11 players via the draft. I'm fine with them adding five. Seriously, they're, they're not going to make 11 players aren't going to make the team. I'm fine with them adding five. If it means five and they use those other six picks to trade for for three veteran players that can help. That can help shore up some of their weaknesses. That's how I'm on board. Am I crazy? Because this has been more of a rant. But to me, I want the Bengals to be active. I look across the league every single team is active or more active than the Bengals as far as trades and free agency go. And that's why if you're a Bengals fan, I'm holding my breath and hoping, hoping, begging, pleading them to make a a run. I'm serious. I, I just make a run, go after it. What free agents do you want the Bengals to go after and why? I might put something up on LockedOnBengals.com about that. You can email me, James Rapine at ESPN1530.com. I have an off-season plan up. If you missed yesterday's conversation, I know, a Sunday podcast, right? It's, it was really Friday's podcast. We had technical issues. Couldn't post it till yesterday. It is up now as well. You can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. And um, by the way... If you're new to the podcast, thanks for joining us. We do this every single day. It's on the Bengals. I won't rant as much tomorrow. A lot of guests coming your way this week. Please, please, please. In life, I, I in life, do not pass on doing something because it's too hard. That's the loser's mentality. And I hope to God the Bengals don't have that this offseason. And they don't have that in free agency. I'm James Erpine. Thank you so much for listening to today's Locked On Bengals podcast. Follow on Twitter until tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Locked On Bengals podcast. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? 
Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.